I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we uncover two food divides in India: one lesser known and one well known, both of which have the same underlying cause. It has nothing to do with politics, culture, agriculture, weather, or even ecology. This is the story of how genetics shaped Indian food. In 15th century Orissa, the poet Balrama Dasa composed the Dandi Ramayana. The story of this version is presented as a narration by Lord Shiva and Goddess Parvati. The plot moves as a form of a dialogue between the two. One of the book's sections narrates the story of Goddess Lakshmi and her husband Lord Jagannath. Lakshmi gets upset because her husband Jagannath goes on a 9-day sojourn, the Rath Yatra, without her consent. So, she locks one of the gates of the Puri Jagannath Temple, Jai Vijayadwar. This prevents his convoy from re-entering the temple's sanctum sanctorum. To appease her, Jagannath offers her a sweet. This ritual, known as Bajanika, is part of the Niladri BJ or arrival of the god observance which marks the return of the deities to the temple after the Rath Yatra. It's the same sweet which started heated debates between the two states of India, Odisha and West Bengal. The debate was not limited to food enthusiasts from both states or even to local newspapers fighting it out. This debate went official. In 2015, West Bengal applied for a GI tag or a geographical identification tag which was to say that the Bengali variant originated from Bengal. On 14th November 2017, the GI Registry of India granted West Bengal GI status. Undeterred, in 2018, Odisha applied for GI status and on 29 July 2019, the GI Registry of India granted GI status for the Odisha variant. If you have a sweet tooth like me, it's almost impossible that as an Indian you have not tasted the rasgulla. While the GI status neatly settles the debate by granting both states right over their own variants, traditionalists are still not satisfied. Bengalis claim that it was created in 1868 by a Calcutta-based confectioner named Nobin Chandradas. According to historians of Odisha, the rasgulla originated in Puri as Kheer Mohana, which later evolved into the Pahala rasgulla. the same rasgulla that lord jagannath ordered to appease goddess lakshmi but let's take a step back from the odisha versus west bengal debate and have a look at some of the most popular sweets from this region rasgulla sandesh chena poda and chena jeli so iconic are these sweets and so local are their origins that it led bengali actor comedian and theater personality nambadeep haldar to sing this line बाग बाजार रसगुल्ला भीमनगर सौंदेश पारदमनीर सिद्धोग मिथिदाना दौरबेश इट प्रेज इज द रसगुल्ला फ्रॉम बाग बाजार अ नॉर्दर्न सब ऑफ कोलकाता द सिद्धोग और द सीता भोग ऑफ बुर्दवान 
and the Mihidana, a micro cousin of Bundi. The importance of Chena is unmissable in the streets of eastern India. A journey down south reveals a different preference. From Karnataka, we have the Mysore Park, made from generous amounts of ghee, sugar, gram flour, and often cardamom. We also have Foligate, a sweet flatbread made from wheat flour, jaggery, cardamom powder, or nutmeg powder, ghee, and water. A similar set of ingredients gives rise to Tirunelveli Halwa from Tamil Nadu and a fruit-infused halwa known as Kesari Bath. From Kerala, we have the Ada Pradhaman, cooked rice added to milk or coconut milk, then topped with jaggery syrup, nuts, raisins, and cardamom. And while sweets of Eastern India may seem a world apart from the sweets of Southern India, there is one often missed similarity. The lack of use of milk in deserts. Chena, yes. Yogurt, yes. But milk, not so much. With a few notable exceptions such as the payasam, milk is largely missing from the sweet repertoire of Eastern and Southern India. Compare that to Northern and Western India and milk dominates. Kheer, Rabri, Kulfi, Firni, Gajar Kahalwa and Basundi. The difference certainly has nothing to do with the availability of milk. Chena is made from milk and yogurt is much loved in Southern India. The answer lies in something more innate. Going beyond politics, culture, agriculture, weather or even ecology, it lies in genetics. More specifically, a gene mutation called 13910T that originated in Europe about 7500 years ago. This gene allows the human body to digest milk beyond infancy into adulthood. We know this as lactase persistence. Homo sapiens are the only mammals in the world that have acquired this ability. This mutation became necessary once we started domesticating cattle and goats for milk. This mutation, however, happened more than once in four different areas of the world. But the European mutation 13910T is of particular interest to us because most Indians who have the ability to consume milk as adults carry this European version. A countrywide screening of DNA samples from all major language groups and regions of India came to three key conclusions. This is well laid out in the book Early Indians by Tony Joseph. The first is that the distribution follows a general north-west to southeast declining pattern. Second, the mutation is identical to a European one. And third, only about a fifth of Indians have lactase persistence. The frequency of this gene ranges from over 40% in certain parts of western and northern India to less than 1% in parts of northeast India. It would be worth remembering that children all across the country can digest it, but it's the adults who lose the ability as they enter adulthood. The process of making chena and yogurt both remove lactase from milk, making it readily digestible, and hence the love for both of these in eastern and southern India respectively. But there is another aspect of food, which is the exact opposite of the milk trend. South and East consume a lot more of it, while North and West consume much lesser amounts. National representative surveys on household consumer expenditure by the National Sample Survey Organization reveal that South and East India consume a lot more meat than North and West. The gene mutation allowed Southern and Eastern India to substitute milk for fish and meat as a source of protein. And thus, a strong preference for fish and meat in Southern Indian and Eastern Indian cuisines. Ask any Bengali about their love for Hilsa, a Malayali about their love for beef and Kerala parotta, or the general love for pork amongst Northeast Indians. Each of these is a deeply entrenched culinary tradition. In an attempt to unravel the complexities of Indian food, 
we rarely ever look at genetics as an underlying cause of our food choices. Recent advancements in ancient DNA studies enable us to improve our understanding and incorporate new points of view. And this is yet another thing our food teaches us, that we must keep an open mind and accept scientific truth, even if it goes against the beliefs we consider canonical. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel 42 on Instagram.